These are their stories. So embarrassing. Put it in a blender, shit on it, vomit on it, eat it, give birth to it. All right, dolls. <laughs> You have to give it a second. You gotta give it a second. You gotta give it a second. How are you, sweetie? I'm good. We're doing so good. So we just had a... Life-threatening experience. Life-threatening <laughs> trauma. We went through trauma. So we drove up to... Um, a Sunrise. Sunrise, Florida, to go to an outlet mall, you know, as... We just wanted to do a little bit of shopping. Just a little bit of shopping. Pre-holiday shopping. And we were met with... What what I thought was the Ariana Grande experience. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, because Ariana Grande is from Boca Raton, Florida, so I wasn't surprised to see so many white people. Um, so I thought, and it, the mall is right next to a big concert center, bb like Center. Like a giant stadium. Yeah, like a stadium. So, like, I was like, oh, like, we're just, like, cute. Like, because like, there a was, like, a ton of cops in the street. Yeah. A ton of streets closed off. And when we get to the mall, there's, like, no parking anywhere. And I'm like, okay, well, the holiday started early, apparently. Yeah, like, Black Friday. Like, people are just, like, yeah. here, they're out. And then we see a lot of people walking towards the BB&T Center, and I'm like, oh, is there, like, a concert or, like, a graduation? Like, something fun? Yeah. What gave it away for you? Um, I saw, like, a Trump flag. Yeah. At least the colors. And, and we're I was like, like, oh, we're in Sunrise. And I was like, um, is that, like, just, like, hanging off of someone's car? Is or that, like, like, is that Ariana Grande's, like, um, escort? Like, her lift? I mean, I don't, I, re- I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, um, so... <laughs> And so then I start seeing people like red hats, and I'm like, oh. It's red hat day. It's red hat day? Or? Yeah. Or it's a fucking Trump, Trump rally. rally. <laughs> so they, they rent out the entire stadium to do a fucking Trump rally. Bitch, my outfit was the most transsexual slutty, outfit. Slutty, slutty. Like, you look pretty casual. Like, I mean, you still look cut, and like, I mean, you look like a liberal bitch. Like, you look like a fucking dyke. But like, I, well, like, no, like a soft, soft femme dyke. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you look gay. Yeah. You're gay. I hope so. Um, but, so, I'm wearing, like, fishnets, a Tinkerbell tank top, full makeup. Like, <laughs> I have, like, lavender. I'm, like, it's the makeup I'm wearing, like, right the fuck now. Tamagotchi earrings. Yeah. Like, a skirt. And I'm just, like, I cannot get out of this car right now. I cannot. We're like, okay, so we're not going shopping. We're not. Go- and we drove, we like, We can't get out of the while. car. Yeah, we drove, like, half an hour to get there. Yeah. So, like, that brings us into the topic of this episode. We want to talk about the male gaze. And we're not talking about the male gaze, like, G-A-Y-S. We will touch on that. We will touch th- touch on that. Ew, I don't want to touch We're that. not going to touch them. Ew. We're going to touch on that. But we're talking about the male gaze, G-A-Z-E. Did I say J-A? Did you? The male jazz. Skip it up, up, up. So, no, this is about the male gaze and our experiences as two trannies, like, dealing with it. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Just because not trannies. <laughs> <laughs> like, when my, do I to tell you when my Andrew, my, my endo was, like, um, she was telling me how, like, she takes patches. Like, she was telling me, oh, I could do patches or shots or pills. And then she's like, oh, like, I do patches. Like, about herself. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, like, cool, whatever. Like, obviously, I know she's a cis woman. Like, she's fucking cis. And then she says, like, oh, not for that. Like, I'm a real woman. 
Okay. <laughs> Bitch, me and Eve's, m- m- me and my tranny boyfriend both like are just like. <laughs> Do you know what we're here for? Okay. Like, Natural okay. woman. She said, uh, what's that? Natural. I'm every woman. I'm every woman, she said. <laughs> I'm Shaka Khan and Eve's is Whitney Houston. And, <laughs> and the doctor was RuPaul. Oh. You get it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, okay. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the male case <laughs> um, and our experiences. So, how about you, um, like, kind of define what the male gaze is? What, I what mean, you... are we going to go into this right now? Yeah. I mean, the male gaze. I guess when you're just, like, out and about, you know, living your best life, and you can just tell that a man does not see you as a fellow human being. Exactly. Just from, like, their look alone. Yeah. You are a decoration. You are subhuman. You're just kind of there to be looked at, and it doesn't matter how you feel about it. Yeah. And that's, like, at best, because there's also, you know, catcalling and... Mm. And even worse. So. Yeah, that goes, like, hand in hand, of course. Um, but in general, yeah, I would define the male gaze as, like, the power, the, like, unspoken power that men have over women in, like, such a subtle but everyday way that, like, yeah. isn't questioned. That's what I would define it as. It's, like, that power. Like, that power structure that exists, like, just, like, being out and about anywhere. And it exists. So, obviously, I did not grow... I grew up as a little, um... Beyonce's baby boy. <laughs> That's not... <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm a fucking man! No, I'm kidding. That was so loud. Um, Look at that spike Yeah, the spike audio. in the audio. Um, so, yeah, I grew up, like, not being aware of it as much as a kid. But I would love for you to talk about your experiences being a cis, like, AFAB woman... Like, what your experiences were with um, the male gaze. I mean, I don't even know what the first experience would have been. I don't even remember. But I remember it being young. And I remember probably the like the most egregious one. Mm-hmm. Did I say that word right? Egregious? Yeah, yeah I like it. I'll um, take it. The worst. I was about, like, 15 or maybe, like, 14. But, like, when I was younger, especially, like, I looked even younger than the age that I was. Right? Right? Yeah, you still look stunned. I mean. <laughs> so, when I was, like, 15, I looked, like, 12, probably. Yeah. And um, I remember being at a pool, and this old man, like, just visually sunk his hooks into me, basically. Like, was just, like, looking at me. Um, I mean, I guess looking is one thing, but... This pool that I was at had, like, different pools in the same room. And it got to a point where he was, like, following me to, like, the different ones that I was going to. Right? So I would, like, leave the one I was at, go to another one. He would follow me to that one. Whatever. And I was there, like, my family and whatever. So it's not like I was, like, in danger. I wasn't alone. But it was uncomfortable. I'm trying to, like, have fun. And, like, he's kind of putting a damper on it, to say the least. And, the like, I think the worst part was when we ended up in the same pool as him and his wife, and he's clearly, like, looking at me, like, intently, right? He's trying to talk to me at this point, and his wife is very pissed at me. At me. (laughs) He's, like, she's, like, looking at me, like, as if I am, like, 
a slut. Flirting with like her a man. Fucking, yeah. Yeah, and it's like. You know what's funny? I remember you calling me from Chile yeah. with like the this family phone. This was in a phone. different country, yeah. But like, I remember getting my being little so calling upset card at your mom and, everything. and calling you about it and being like, "Bitch, you're never gonna believe what happened." <laughs> yeah, and I remember hearing those things and just being like, "That is like so crazy." Like I was so far from those like experiences, and it's like so common to just like have like every every woman, every femme person I know has these experiences. And, like, I'm sure there's been much worse situations, but just, like, to be that young and to have, especially, like, in a pool with, like, like a man and his wife. there's been other experiences, obviously, but, like, that's the one I remember where I was, like, young, clearly looked young. I was, like, there, like, with my mom, you know what I mean, like, hanging out, and, like, this, like, old man is, like, trying it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, obviously now as an adult, like, worse shit happens, but... It's like, well, at the very least, I look like an adult now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's not, and I'm also not surprised. So there's that. Anyways, what about you? <laughs> so like growing up, I remember um, just f- like, no, like, okay, so my dad is, like, God bless him, love him. Um, but he is a super machismo, like masculine, toxic masculine um, Venezuelan man and I remember just being little and getting so upset at the way that he would treat women he would literally yell out like mamacita like things like that and stare and like call like for us like his boys of the three kids and he would like like make us like want to like notice yeah like to join him but he's not he was like it was like the car he would never like really call it like he would never say it to somebody but we were in the car or anything, and he would just, like, point it out and make us all, like, look and say dumb stuff. And I remember being little and being so disgusted and, like, thinking it was, like, a singular thing. Like, it was just, like, my dad was fucking weird. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I got, like, older and heard about experiences that you had. And then now, as a woman, I like, I've experienced now, like, firsthand so much, like, disgusting um, attention from men. And I feel like trans women a lot of the time, a lot of the times are, like, we're, like, the male gaze is so present upon us because trans experiences are so, like, sexualized. You know what I mean? It's, like, I feel like even my, like, dad's perception, like, my dad is, like, uncomfortable seeing me nowadays still, like, presenting femme and being myself. And I feel like he thinks, like, I'm a fucking, like, whore. Like, he thinks I'm just, like... Like, he'd be more comfortable if you were more, like, dressing conservative. No, he doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter how I'm dressing because... I feel like the reality is that yeah. every fucking man watches T-Girl porn and is aware of T-Girl porn and has looked at it and whatever, and my fucking dad included. It's fucking weird. But it's just the reality. I feel like no matter what, like, like you're so sexualized. Even, like, that's why fucking your experiences of being young, it's, like, porn and the schoolgirl thing and, like, the whole, like, porn industry with, like, young 18-year-old girls. Like, looking, like, innocent, like, virginal. Yeah, it's that whole, like, idea. It's, like, it is disgusting. And, yeah, it's just, like, I don't know. It was interesting for me to feel that shift of, like, being um, seen as, like, male by society and presenting male and kind of, like, just coasting by and not really ever experiencing anything firsthand to, like, now realizing, oh, my God, like, men have, like, 
such in gross privilege and such like they're so blind even like men nowadays who are like are like woke guys like you still like reap the benefits of that like even no, like yeah. trans men and stuff my, my boyfriend tells me um and he's a trans man and he tells me like how crazy it felt and so many trans guys i know like they would say how crazy it, like that um b- before they transitioned and before they presented male that men would never talk about women the way that they would now with them now men say like the craziest shit because they're a man yeah and it's just like locker room talk is like every everybody it's real it's how men talk <laughs> like, it's disgusting yeah and i guess we can segue into gay man the male gaze before we get into that i want to say thank you to our five viewers <laughs> thank you honey we're on live right now hey you know what uh, fake it till you make it, honey. We're gonna have a Patreon eventually. We're gonna be like doing this more frequently. Let's have a sponsor. We are sponsored. That brings us to our next sponsor. We are sponsored by Casper Mattress. Use code Moody Judy to get twenty five percent off your first ten purchases on of mattresses. Of <laughs> you have to buy ten beds for you to get the twenty five percent off. Uh, just say uh, Jesse and Jupy uh, sent ya. You know what I mean, <laughs> and you'll get that discount, honey. Um, so yeah, gay sweets. men. Yeah, gay men. We don't like them. We don't. <laughs> so if you're listening to the podcast, like pat yourself on the back, whatever. <laughs> um, like good for you. But um, across the board, I just I just want to say. Mm-hmm. I've had equally as shitty experiences with gay men as with um, straight men. Mm-hmm. So clearly, and like, you know, this isn't a new concept that like, um, for example, like sexual assaults and like cat and stuff, it isn't always necessarily because they want to have sex with you. It's because they want to exert power over you. Yeah. Um, so I think it's the same thing with gay men a lot of the times. I felt I've had similar experiences where a gay man really tries it. So it's clear that obviously they don't want to have sex with me, but they do see me as inferior. Yeah. Um, I've dealt with more assault from gay men. Like, I remember, especially being a drag artist, I feel like any drag performer can speak to this, that um, being in drag for some reason gives a lot of people, I mean, not just gay men, I mean, like, bachelorettes, everybody will just feel like they can touch you. But, like, the most assault that I've dealt with has always been from gay men at clubs. Like, literally, like, the worst um, kind of, like, assault I've dealt with. Um, well, not really the worst. I mean, from, like, the club's atmosphere, I guess I could say. Because I have been assaulted, like, weirder in weirder ways and been spat at and stuff. And I don't think they were gay. Um, but the most, like, crazy experiences really have been... Not the craziest, I'm sorry. I'm, like, confuzzled. But the most... Um, I don't demeaning experiences. I'm in drag. I'm performing. I'm working. It's like men like groping my fucking crotch when I'm in drag, like touching my ass, like just fucking like rubbing on my literal chest, like just touching me, thinking that they have a right to because I'm a performer, because I'm, because I'm taking to the stage, because I'm femme. It's just like fucking disgusting. Uh, also, like I I see this said a lot, and I feel like you could speak on this because I am not an AFAB person, but I think that the dismissal of like femme and primarily AFAB um, cisgendered women and like even um, just like femme any AFAB person honestly from the gay community like the exclusion that gay men and the power they hold over women is so wild like what do you observe from like I don't know even like back in the day when we used to go to events like the way that like gay men would look at you because they would make it seem like you're I mean you speak on this I 
um, I guess being someone that visually, I mean, I'm like a straight cis girl, right? Just visually mm-hmm. upon first look, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you, unless you ask me, you wouldn't know what the truth is, right? Yeah, but so is every faggot. So, whenever I'm like at an event, or when I when I was, when I have been, or times that I've gone, like we went to um, Wilton Manors mm-hmm. that one time, things like that. It's just not my scene, and it, because if if I'm not, I don't feel welcome. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and like fuck it, who cares? But I don't feel welcome. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like even if I was more vocal about like my sexuality or however it is that I really feel, it doesn't really matter because I, I still wouldn't be welcome. You know? It's like yeah, and then gay men will like make and the thing like, of being like this was our space. Yeah. And then it's like and I'm talking about gay men in particular. Obviously, yeah. I'm not talking about like just like you know the Groups. community in general like yeah. obviously and then but, people like gay men like to say like oh like have your own spaces then and it's like literally it's like, the lesbian bars that exist Wilton Manor is just closed it's like last lesbian bar like recently that is insane like I remember New Orleans was like the capital of lesbian bars and I think this past year they closed their like last lesbian bar or something and it's like crazy all these like lesbian spaces Atlanta had a lot of lesbian bars I think they might still have but it's just like crazy that there's really aren't like femme safe spaces and the fact that gay men assert this, like, privilege and power in these spaces is such a disgusting But it's because reality. Um, over the last few decades, gay men have been elevated in society. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially recently, where it's like, once again, with drag race, uh, things like that. Just faggotry. Just the faggotry. Um white men are kind of seen more I don't know how to put this <sighs> commodified that's not the right word but just sort of seen more palatable they're more palatable, palatable and acceptable palatable. and like <coughs> more safe. palatable and so i think there's like that 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 school of thought where it's like for anyone just a little bit of power is better than no power yeah right so once they're feeling this sort of acceptance into society and being elevated and everything, um, why not shit on the rest of the community? Yeah. You can now. And it's also that whole thing of, like, the fact that if it wasn't for, like, trans and femmes and, like, dykes and stuff having been the first people to incite violence against cops and even, like, create all these movements of Stonewall, uh, Stonewall riots, the Compton riots, the, um, I forgot what it's called, but the, in Atlanta, there was a bunch of, like, black dykes who, like, incited this, like, viol- vi- um, riot against police. Even before, this was all, those two, the last one, the Compton riots, and the, which actually isn't a riot in Compton, it's actually in San Francisco, it's just a, it was a diner called the Compton Diner. Um, but yeah, these are events, places where, like, a lot of sex workers and trans women and women incited violence, and it's always, like, women carry the role across history, uh, and any sort of, fucking whatever movement it's always like women especially trans women whatever carry like the burden of like fighting for a movement and then men will take reap the benefits of it and then just like say fuck it to the community say fuck it to women say fuck it to femmes and it's just so like gross to see that kind of like energy being put out today now when like violence against women is so disgusting violence against trans women black trans women is so disgusting so like awful and uh, that energy is still put out there in spaces that are like gay men will say it's a safe space to like promote their club and their like club night or whatever it's just like fucking dumb as hell yeah i am like so tired i'm sorry i'm not reading everybody's comments on the live we're like um this is more for like just the podcast 
Sorry, I had to address that for a second because I see a lot of like comments. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it really is just a matter of like gay men need to really take a step back and realize that their place is not at the front lines. Their place is to step back, allow femmes people to take over these spaces and to have hold more space and and not feel um, like they're being pushed out. Yeah, not feel like they're being... Also, not feel like... Even just, like, the power of, like, the gays. Like, the fucking... Not the gays. <laughs> Fuck the gays. <laughs> the gays with a Z. Um, just, like, the power of, like, feeling like this, like, judgment and this, like, alienation and this, like, degradation. And, like, it, it's just, like... It, it's we so... get enough of it from straight men. Let's not have that. In the queer community. Yeah, gay men really need to do better. That whole, like, femme phobia, even within, like, faggots and, like, their culture. And, like, their, like, they can bicker and fight about it. I don't give a fuck. But it really does stem from, like, trans misogyny and misogyny. The f- reason why they hate, like, femme faggots. And it's, like, like let the femme faggots, like, be femme faggots. Like, I, <laughs> I prefer a femme faggot over a, a masked gay, period. Like, obviously, I'm going to prefer, prefer a femme I'll, I'll call a femme faggot sis. I'll call a masked faggot, you fucking faggot. <laughs> And they'll be like, don't call me faggot. Oh, <laughs> um, so I'm on Instagram live right now. Oh, that might have been loud. It's okay. That was the stool. I moved the stool. Yeah, okay. I moved the stool. Um, so we're on Instagram live and my good Judy from the UK, Bimpe, has um, asked a really great question, which we just got into a discussion about. And we thought... We should record it because that's what we're here for. Yeah. <laughs> we're like talking about it off the podcast and we're like... Yeah. Maybe we should, like, you know, yeah. talk about it. So if you could scroll back up to Bimpe's yeah. original question. Okay, so their question was, how do you politely tell people to piss off when they're being complimentary but creepy, though? Love that question. Thank you so much. Big ups to you. Big ups to you. Thank you for calling in. Mm-hmm. Um, I should actually, like, people call in with my actual phone. Yeah. I would do that. <laughs> but it's going to mess up with the mic. Oh, yeah. You can't put your phone. Yeah, that's our one thing. problem. It has to be, like, played. Yeah. Okay, whatever. So, this question is great. And... Our response to that question is, fuck being polite. Yeah. If you feel you're being creeped out, fuck it. Like, say you're being creeped out. Tell them to get the fuck away. Take out your pepper spray. Do what you have to do. Walk yeah. away. Ignore them. That's another option. Because that, like, sort of, like, compliment, like, people, when they, when they want to ha- hand you a backhanded compliment, especially when it, it pertains to, like, race, your sexuality, your, like, being trans or whatever, like, that is so, like, aggressive. It's such a, it's such a passive-aggressive, like, like, um... Same thing as a male gaze. It's a it has, display of power. Yeah, again. it's a power. It's a power move to just be like, oh my god, like you look so natural today, like almost like a real woman or something. Yeah, they or expect like, you to like not say shit back, but like you have to really stand up for yourself and be like, I will not take that shit. Like that is not okay. Especially when you think about it, like you have the power to like kind of change culture by doing these little things because when you call out these kinds of like nasty behaviors, that person is more likely to either A, not exhibit that behavior and not make another trans person, person of color, whatever, like have an awkward experience, then they're gonna be more polite. Shame is a strong motivator. Absolutely. (laughs) And if someone is embarrassed enough one time, they will not do it again. Exactly. So. And who knows, you might be also starting a conversation with them and their shitty friends as well, who like, they'll be like, maybe we shouldn't You can only hope, yeah. Yeah, you can only hope. That's the best outcome. Yeah, and you're also like defending yourself and like, you're like becoming a more powerful motherfucker like every time you like stand up for yourself and like 
yeah, I, I think that saving face and trying to, like, be polite about things, like, no. Being polite has its place when you feel unsafe. Yeah. That's one thing. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about if you feel like you're not going to get hurt, you should say what you really feel. Yeah, of course. Like, a sensor situation, like, you know, if it's, like, somebody who's belligerently drunk at a club, like you said, you if mentioned... If you're by yourself, if you don't have a way to defend yourself, yeah. like, that's different. Like, obviously... Also, when they get physical, that's, like, ooh, I would say, like, that's when you get the pepper spray on, you're, like, back the fuck up, I mean, you don't touch all, me. have, like, a weapon. And by weapon, I mean, like, pepper spray, a taser, have something yeah, we say at all times. When we go out together, we're both, like, have our pepper spray in our hands. Even when we're, like, indoors, like, we, like... Already. I have held on my pepper spray at people countless times. I've had men follow me around with Eves, like, and, like, say gross things, like, come up right to my face, and I will literally, like, hold the pepper spray out, like, in front of me, like, at their face, and be like, I will fucking mace you, you dumb motherfucker. And one thing I want to say is that, obviously, I have my pepper spray for myself for when I'm, like, on my own or whatever, but also when I'm hanging out with you, like, it is also, like, a way to defend my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Shit. It's fine. Don't even move it. Yeah. It's a way to defend my friend and have your back. Yeah. I talk about that a lot and it's that whole idea that, or whole like, um, I don't know, an idea, sorry. It's the fact that like, as a trans person and hanging out with other trans people, like, you need to make sure that you, sorry, as a cis person and as, um, like, this is a message to everybody out there who like, wants to be an ally or wants to like, support their trans friends or even trans people to do with themselves and with other trans people. You need to be, like, vigilant. You need to be aggressive. You need to be, like, safe. And that involves, like, staying strapped with whatever weapons you need, staying vigilant, having your phone Stay out. Stay together. Stay like, together. together. Yeah, I preach this a lot. Like, it's so disgusting when I'm at a gig and, like, um, my faggot friends, which is why I don't have faggot friends anymore, like, run ahead of me to, like, go and, like, run into the gig, whatever, and I'm, like, left in downtown walking around as if I'm not, like, unsafe. You and you know. me, like, we, like, hold hands and stuff. Like, just to, like, show that we're, like, together. Yeah. Like, if, so- if someone fucks with one of us, they're going to fuck with both of us. Yeah. Um, and we'll fight. Yeah. Absolutely. We've been friends for so long. We were friends for so long. I would kill for you. Yeah. Absolutely. Same here. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Let's kill. Let's go back to Sunrise and go to the Trump protest. Oh, God. Let's instigate some violence. Let's ask for it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the male gaze, asking for it. <laughs> I don't want to instigate violence. No. Um, um, okay, so let me read what people have been saying. Yeah. Oh, my knee hurts. Meadow says, Fuck. defend your friends, period, no matter what. That's period true. Poo. Um, Dahlia says, yep, going through a crowd, always holding hands so we don't lose each other. Yeah, exactly. Also that too, yeah. So yeah, I think that kind of like is what we wanted to talk about. What else? What's, what's in our notes? We, like, literally write down notes because we're literally dumb as hell. And we need to, like, jot things down. I, like, can't even find where I wrote the notes on my sketchbook because... Oh, my God. That picture's really good. Thank you. Uh, back when I used to, like, try to draw. I want to give a shout-out to My Chemical Romance again. Absolutely. For the third episode in a row, but this time it's because they're actually back. That's really it for, like, the the episode. I feel like we've recorded, but, like, only, like, 30 minutes. That's not, like, very long. Don't talk about, like, what we're doing. We should talk about why there is such a long gap between our first and second episode. We did in the second episode. No, we didn't. In the beginning, we say, like, oh, I had my surgery and stuff. Did we? That was before your surgery. Oh, so true. Okay, 
So the reason why there's been such a long gap between episodes has been because I've been recovering from surgery, Jessica has started school, like, there's just, like, a lot of things happening. Mostly the surgery was just, like, making it hard to, like, record and stuff. Like, look at where we are. It was hard for you to manage Bend my leg. Yeah, I'm, like, crammed right now. And move yourself into here. Stuffed. Stuffing. Thanksgiving. Stuffed. Absolutely. Um, And I was busy with school. Yeah, very cool. And work. Yeah. And stuff. So, I mean, honestly, that really about wraps up our episode. I feel like we hit every topic we wanted to hit. Thank you guys for your questions. We weren't going to be on live the whole time, but look at look at us now. Look at us now. <laughs> Period, Pooh. Just go with it, huh? Absolutely. Okay, thank you guys so much for listening. We... That was fun. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay, bye everybody. Bye.